Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back, squad. Episode number 28 of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. And this is going to be a good one today. And I know I say that every time, but I mean, aren't they all pretty good? I... I'm super excited for this podcast episode because I honestly think you will leave with so many valuable takeaways. This podcast is all about the lessons that you should learn before it's too late. For those who don't know, I turned 30 a few short weeks ago, which seems crazy to me. Like, how in the world am I that old? I feel like I need to have my shit together, which is so far from the case. But I can confidently say that I feel like I am stepping into who I'm meant to be more and more every year, meaning I am finding what works for me, my mind, my body, my soul, and I'm shutting out those voices of other people saying, you should do this, or this is my expectation of you. And I'm paving my own way. And I want the same for you so badly. So today I am sharing 10 lessons that I have learned and continue to learn that I want you to learn before it's too late. So let's dive right on in. Lesson number one is that tomorrow is never guaranteed. So often I hear women saying things like, Well, once my kids go back to school, then I'll really be able to focus on myself. Or once this one graduates, I'll have all the time in the world to focus on my nutrition. And while I hope you're right, I know that you're wrong. There is no such thing as the perfect time. And for some of us, today is all we have. So you need to learn to stop waiting and start taking action towards your goals right now. And this is one that hits home a little extra hard with me given the passing of my brother and how it falls on my birthday. I'm smacked in the face with this realization that life is short and we don't always get the time to say the things we want to say and do the things that we want to do. And so you need to do them now. Like there is a sense of urgency. And so every year on my birthday, at least for the past four years, I've been reminded of this in a really tragic way. And in an effort of honoring the fact that tomorrow isn't guaranteed, I've been challenging myself to take big, bold action and do something that I know will push me closer towards that ultimate version of myself, even if it's scary as hell. And so obviously this year, I have decided to dive into nutrition coaching with Nicole full-time. So starting this week, I am a full-time entrepreneur helping you as your online nutrition coach, working with women to help them ditch the deprivation and diet culture shame and create their happiest, healthiest, most confident relationships with food. 
and I couldn't be more excited. Lesson number one, tomorrow is never guaranteed. So stop waiting and take action. What is one thing that you've been putting off? Just move towards it today. Take one small step or one monumental step. Just stop waiting. Lesson number two is that your perceptions of others are probably more lie than truth. And I'm sharing this one with you because the comparison syndrome is something that I see stunting a lot of growth in the lives of my clients, but also just women I get the pleasure of interacting with on a daily basis. We are constantly consumed by thoughts of, She's thinner, she's fitter, she's leaner, but she eats more than me. That's not fair. Why does she look like that and I look like this? Blah, blah, blah. We could go on and on. And okay, it might be unfair. I get it. But I want you to know that you have no idea what that woman is going through or what the rest of her life actually looks like. We build these perceptions up in our head that someone else has it better than us. And a lot of the time, that's just not the case. I recently had an Instagram influencer reach out to me for help, someone who is adored by her community. And she was reaching out to me because she's starving and she's stuck in her eating disorder with very little hope of getting out. And all you see when you look at her Instagram profile are her long lean legs, her beautiful smoothie bowls and her smile. But that is a lie because underneath it all, her relationship with food and her relationship with her body and her confidence is broken. So before you compare your life, your body, your relationship with food to someone else's, please challenge yourself to stick to truth. If you don't know what someone's life looks like, you comparing your body to theirs is doing you all the detriment in the world, and no benefit whatsoever. Become the best version of you that you possibly can be because you'll never be able to be just like anyone else. Lesson number three, and this is a doozy, is that inaction will cost you more than taking the wrong action ever will. I hear things like, but what if I fail? What if this goes badly? What if this isn't the right thing? What if I make a mistake? all the freaking time. And my response to that is, but what if you never try? You will achieve nothing. You get nowhere. At least by trying and failing, you move closer towards the ultimate goal. Staying still, not taking any action will cost you so much more than taking action and not having it be the right thing ever will. Your life never gets better if you don't work at getting better. And the only way you can do that is to practice and try and fail and pick yourself back up again and try again. So often we are consumed with fear of failing when we're ensuring that we never make progress simply by staying stuck and standing still. Take action. Who cares if it's the wrong action? You will learn from it and you can turn that failure into feedback. Lesson number four is if you can't learn to be happy here with your current body composition and your current relationship with food, reaching your goal will not help you achieve the happiness you're searching for. If you can't celebrate where you're at, what makes you think that you'll be able to celebrate anything once you get there? 
You have to train your brain to see the wins if you want to be successful, even if those wins are super teeny tiny. This one is so crucial. We think that once I achieve X, once I weigh Y, I will then be good enough. I will finally be happy. I will have arrived. And I think we forget that achieving that thing isn't the point. The process, the journey is the point. And if we can't learn how to celebrate our successes now, you don't have to be happy with everything about your body. You don't have to love everything about your body. That's not real life. But you do have to learn how to appreciate what your body can do now so that you are inspired to continue working on your relationship with food, working on your fitness, working on improving your health so that it can grow and grow and grow from there. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You can't hate your body into healthy, lasting change. It never works. You have to learn and dedicate yourself to the practice of learning how to like and appreciate and respect where you are now and how now serves to help you get to where you're going. A sour mindset will spoil the sweetest of successes. I have seen this one over and over again. I only lost a pound. I'm only down an inch. What the heck, Nicole? I made two really terrible choices this week. Okay, but it's a pound lost. It's an inch lost. What about the other 35 great choices you made this week? You have to train your brain to see the successes and see the wins or else no amount of success will ever be enough. Lesson number five is desire can't be coached. Girlfriend, if you don't truly, deeply want it, no one can create success on your behalf. That's on you, baby girl. No one in this world can decide what you want and choose to run hard after it. That job, it can only be filled by you. Sometimes we're waiting for our savior. We are waiting for someone to come in, sweep us off our feet and help us reach that big, beautiful goal. And until you realize that you are that person that's got to sweep yourself off your own damn feet, you won't get there. No one in this world can do what you can do. You have to want it. And even if you decide you deeply, truly want it, Know that there will be an excuse waiting for you at the tip of your tongue because the easiest decision is always to make no decision at all. But that doesn't get you where you want to go. And at a certain point, you have to decide that you're actually willing to take action, do something about it, or keep standing still. I want to tell you just a quick story of actually my most recent coaching application came in and this woman also messaged me on Instagram and said, I think I'm going to fill out an application. I said, yes, go for it. I would love to hop on a discovery call with you and and chat more about your goals. And then she messaged me later and said, I did it. And oh my gosh, I feel amazing having just pressed submit. We hadn't even spoken yet. She didn't get to talk to me. I didn't get to ask her about her goals, but the relief that she felt, the joy that she felt from just taking one small step of action was amazing. That rock star is going places. She is guaranteed to see amazing success because she was committed to her goal and she chose to celebrate the small action that she took. Desire can't be coached. 
Stop waiting for someone to do it for you. Lesson number six is big, powerful change doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) I don't care what any infomercial tells you. Anything worth having takes time, which reminds me of something my grandfather likes to say. All good things take time, Nicole. After all, I took nine months. And he's not wrong. Time is the biggest variable in so many powerful stories. Think about relationships. Think about careers. Think about other goals that you've achieved. Sometimes you're doing all the right things, but you're just not investing enough time. Time is a crucial variable. Think about how many decades you have spent subscribing to stories and scripts that aren't serving you. You have been in a relationship with food that isn't serving you. You can't expect to rewrite that story and to change that relationship in weeks or even months. Time is required. I was just on a coaching call yesterday with a rock star who was telling me about, I had her do a little digging into her story, what she was telling herself about her body and her relationship with food because she had tried dieting time and time again and it always failed, always crashed and burned. And I asked her, why? Why do you think this is happening? Why has it happened previously? And how can we avoid that as we work together? And so she did some digging and came up with a story from middle school. This woman is now an adult, but she was recalling a moment in middle school where her parents offered to pay her money for every pound she lost. And because of that experience, the story she was telling herself is, I am worth more when I weigh less. As a middle schooler, a perfect example of well-intentioned parents who are messing things up. Please, moms, even dads, if you are struggling with your relationship with food, please get help. Seek out help because your children are watching you. They are listening to how you talk about your body and they are watching how you engage with food. They are mimicking what you do. This woman was taught that weighing less meant she was somehow worth more. And so every time she would try dieting, she would self-sabotage because she just couldn't believe that she was subscribing to this theory that she somehow had to weigh less and be thin like all the other girls in order to be someone that was worth loving, in order to be someone that was worth appreciating, worth respecting, in order to be someone that was enough. And all of her diets failed. She has to change that script. She must address that story or else she will continue to fail over and over again. Because while sustainable fat loss is a beautiful thing and it can help us feel more confident and it can help us achieve our health goals and it can help us to fully step into the world, your worthiness does not change based on the number on the scale. You cannot hate your body into sustainable, lasting, life-giving change. Time If you are coming from years, decades of a poor relationship with food, it will not change overnight. Give yourself enough time to practice, to rewrite that story, to put in the reps so that you can truly create something powerful, something beautiful, something long lasting. Lesson number seven is that life is seasonal and things will always ebb and flow. And this is one I really want you to think about because it's a hard lesson for us to learn. But the truth of the matter is, there are seasons of rest, 
there are seasons of success and there are seasons of hardship and a lot of other seasons in between. But we have this expectation of getting it for good. Like once I get there, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be great from there on out, which sets us up for failure because it doesn't allow for any of life's fluctuations. A good nutrition strategy will be periodized. I promise you won't reach your sustainable fat loss goal if you're trying to eat in a caloric deficit for 365 days out of the year. I promise. And you also won't reach your sustainable fat loss goal if you're eating at a caloric surplus 365 days out of the year. It won't happen. (laughs) You have to plan for seasons. Plan for the fluctuations and know that just because life is demanding a season of rest right now doesn't mean that you won't reach your ultimate goal. Seasons come and they go. And while this week, this month, it might be tough, next week, next month might be better. Stop fighting what needs to happen right now and allow yourself to fully be in whatever season you're in. I have yet to meet a woman, a person who has a season of success year round. Easy breezy all the time. That doesn't happen. There will always be trials and tribulations. And sometimes that means we have to learn how to pull our goal back a little bit, scale it back, learn how to press pause and maintain the healthy habits we've been working on. Maybe that's through the holiday season. Maybe it's through a period of grief. It doesn't matter. Life's seasons have to be accounted for. Follow a periodized nutrition strategy. Find someone who can help you reach your goal while still living your life. Lesson number eight, the past can steal your present if you let it. I used to be X number of pounds, Nicole. I used to fit into a size X jeans. I used to, I used to. (sighs) You are not the same person now as you were then. And to compare yourself today to a former version of yourself is simply shopping for pain. That's what it is. It's pain shopping. There's nothing, nothing to say that your high school body should be the gold standard for your adult body today, or that your pre-baby body should be the gold standard for your post-baby body. Things change, and you must stop comparing your past self to who you are today and work at becoming the best, the strongest, the happiest, the most confident, the healthiest version of yourself today. You almost have to put your blinders on and just like comparing yourself to other people is sabotage. Comparing you to former versions of yourself is also sabotage. Focus on who you are today, what your life looks like today, and the best that you can do given those circumstances. Along the same vein of the past can steal from your present if you let it, I also just want to make mention of family trauma. Trauma will continue from generation to generation unless you decide to do something about it. Just because something has always been done this way doesn't mean that it should continue being done that way. And I'll give you an example. I was asked to consult with a young female the other day who was really struggling with her relationship with food, over-exercising, under-eating, passing out in the shower. And when she was spoken to about it, she just said, well, this is the way that it is. And when I got to talk to her, I said, tell me, what is your mom's relationship with food like? And she said, oh, well, my mom watches everything I eat. And unless I run, she tells me that I don't deserve to eat dinner. Unless I exercise, I don't deserve to eat. And she struggled with passing out in the shower too, a lot. 
family trauma, mom has a distorted perception of a healthy relationship with food. And it has now been passed down to the daughter. And I had a hard conversation with this young lady. And I said, is that something that you are comfortable continuing? Or are you going to be the link in the chain that finally breaks this cycle? How is it working for you? Just because something has always been done a certain way or looked a certain way does not mean it needs to continue that way. Break the chain if it's not what's serving you best. Lesson number nine is what's right for others may be wrong for you. And the opposite is also true. Holy moly, I, I wish I had learned this lesson so much sooner, but I'm appreciative for the fact that I learned it when I did. More than anything, I needed guidance growing up to help me find what was right for my unique body, mind, and soul. Too often we try to fit into molds that are designed for other people. And if the shoe doesn't fit, the shoe doesn't fit. Nutrition works the same way. Just because your sister-in-law found success going keto doesn't mean it's right for you. Just because your coworker found success smoking cigarettes and drinking diet soda doesn't mean it's right for you. So often we're looking for the one right way and it doesn't exist. Because what is right for you is not universally right for everyone. And we have to remember that just because someone saw amazing success, now we could argue it's not long-lasting success, but even if it were, doesn't mean that it is right for you. Someone might find great lasting success by counting calories. I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Power to you, but that's not for me. Someone might find great lasting success cutting carbs. Great, don't want to live my life that way. Not for me. We cannot be afraid to find what works for us and our unique bodies and forget the rest. No matter who it offends, think for yourself and allow others the privilege of doing so. So powerful. So powerful. And last but not least, lesson number 10. You can be the juiciest, ripest peach, and there will always be someone who doesn't like peaches. I often hear the women that I work with talking about how they're afraid of letting other people down. They're afraid of what people might think or what people might say. The perceptions of those around them are so influential that it dictates their behaviors. Honestly, you are not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Someone will be disappointed. Someone will have a different expectation for your life. You can spend your entire life trying to live up to those expectations, which leaves you last on the list, or you can accept the fact that some people will just refuse to accept you no matter what and move on with living your life to the fullest. This is such an important lesson because my friend, you will not reach your goal. You cannot reach your goal if you are constantly last on the list. You can't. And I know that caring for others is important to you and serving others and putting others first is important to you. But if you're not around because you didn't care for you, it's a moot point. You're no help to anyone. Find what's best for you. Forget the rest and stop letting the judgments and perceptions of other people stand in your way of success. Mm. Juiciest, ripest peach. Own it. Do you. These are important lessons that I have learned personally in my life and they're far reaching. They don't just apply to nutrition, but 
I think a lot of these do apply to our relationship with food. And so I thought if I found them to be valuable, that perhaps you would as well. So snap a screenshot of today's podcast episode, tag me, Nutrition with Nicole, on social media, and let me know which of these lessons you need to relearn or maybe learn for the first time this week. What are you going to focus on? I love hearing from you. It means the world to me. And as we dive into this week together, I would love to know which one of these lessons resonated with you the most and how you are going to practice, put in the reps, and move towards becoming the best version of you today, this week, and moving forward. And as always, if I can help in any way, do not hesitate to reach out because my friends, that's what I'm here for. And starting this week, my schedule opens up full time. So Nutrition with Nicole is going places. I hope you're along for the ride because it is going to be a wild one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.